get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, we're only a couple of weeks away from the NFL draft and the San Francisco 49ers shook things up a couple of weeks ago when they traded up to number three and presumably they're going to take a quarterback. Uh, Nick Wagner, ESPN.com's 49ers writer, a native of the area, Mizzou grad, our good friend, joins us. And uh, first of all, Nick, thanks for taking some time with us this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, although you said only two weeks away from the NFL draft, and it feels like it's taking absolutely forever uh, since the trade was made. As you can imagine, there has been much speculation about which player uh, the 49ers are going to take, and I may or may not have an obsession with trying to figure it out myself. So it's been it's been a long two weeks already, and the next two are also going to be long. Other than that, though, everything's great. And we will touch on that in a moment, Nick. But as you know, we used to start draft talk here at 101 ESPN in late September. <laughs> October and uh, yeah, absolutely we, yeah we, we don't that was our Super Bowl we don't do do nearly <laughs> as much now you make a, you make a good point and that that I maybe I needed that perspective a little bit today Randy because this, this is this is wearing on me to the point where I'm actually losing sleep over it so uh yeah we, we uh it could be worse it could always be worse I should always remember that in this line of work that's true. You've seen some dark, dark days, Nick. <laughs> you have. Um, so the Niners, they have that number three overall pick. A general notion that they're going to take it, their franchise quarterback. You have a great piece up at ESPN.com where experts weigh in on who they think is going to be the best quarterback fit for them. So it seems like most people think that the 49ers are going to select Mac Jones. But do you think that he's the best quarterback out there for them? No, I don't, and um, I'm not convinced that they're going to do that uh, yet either, although I could sit here, if, if we had all day, I could make a compelling case for all three of them based on people I've talked to and things I've heard, and I you know, I dive into the numbers, and I dive into the tape and try to find things that, uh, you know, make it match, but to me, the, the thing that with Mac Jones, and, and here's the, the really interesting thing is, is, as you guys can imagine, on like social media, you, every fan has their opinion on who it should be, right? And Everyone says this is the lying season and smokescreen season and all that kind of thing. You know what else it is? It's confirmation bias season. It's the season where fans have this idea that there's one perfect player and any evidence that points somewhere else, they want to dismiss it. And any evidence that supports their guy, they want to embrace it. And um, so I think what you're seeing a lot of with the Mac Jones stuff is people say, oh, he's not very good. He's not nearly as good as the other guys. That's wrong. Mac Jones is actually a really good player. If you, if you watch him, like he's as accurate a quarterback as has come along in a long time, but he just doesn't have the physical skills, the elite traits that the other guys have, that Justin Fields or Trey Lance have. And so I think that's kind of been the big difference in, in the way people are viewing this. And, and I think people are also kind of pigeonholing Kyle Shanahan into something a little bit by saying Mac Jones is a pocket quarterback who's just like Kirk Cousins and he's just like Matt Ryan and these guys that Kyle Shanahan has had. And while there's some truth in that, 
Kyle Shanahan's dad coached John Elway and Steve Young and won Super Bowls with those guys. Like there are guys with big physical, big arms and have some uh, running ability and those types of things that Kyle Shanahan has been around and seen success with just not for himself. And remember, he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. So uh, I think at the end of the day, if you're going to make the kind of move that they made to move all the way up there, it's hard to envision that they would take Mac Jones. I'm not saying they won't, but it's hard to envision they would pass on these other guys who could really take Kyle Shanahan's offense to a different level. Nick, I'm wondering where the questions about Justin Fields are. He's played a lot. He's played great against great competition. Bill Parcells had a a rule with quarterbacks that I want a guy that's played 30 games in college, and Lance Mm -hmm. and Jones aren't even close to that. We know the guy, Fields, is tough. We know that he's got a big arm. I'm just wondering where the questions are about him. Yeah, a couple of the things that that have been pointed out to me. One, if you if you look at his performance um, against like the blitz and against pressure, he hasn't been real good. He has a tendency to hold on to the ball a little bit too long. Some of the stuff, though, Randy, that they that they put on him, and he also has a little bit of an elongated release that takes him a little while. But again, you know, we, we're at that time of year where you're nitpicking things, you know. And uh, the difference between Fields and the other two guys is is. Fields has been in the spotlight for a long period of time. And so what happens is is the guy is is put up on that, you know, lofty perch for so long that eventually people just get prospect fatigue and they try to start figuring out things that are wrong with them. So the longer you're in the spotlight, essentially the longer you have to try to find things that are wrong. And um, yeah, I mean you can always say, How is he going to how is he going to transition to the NFL? Well, that's true for everybody that's getting drafted. I mean it's it's not any different. And so um, I, I think that some of the, the criticisms of him, you know, oh, he can't get through his progressions or he locks onto his receivers. Well, you know, he played at a, a place where he had really good receivers and he was on a good team and a lot of their plays were, you know, very kind of long developing plays. So, of course, he's going to stay on his first receiver. Why would he go to his second one's going to come open? It just might take a second because it's 30 yards down the field. So um, I, I'm with you, Randy. I think he's a really good player. I think I would, I would, he's the guy that if I was the 49ers, if, if someone was dumb enough to give me control of a franchise and make the pick, I would choose Justin Fields. But, um, you know, I, I think there's, like I said, I think there's cases to be made for others, including Trey Lance, who maybe isn't getting as much uh, attention for this pick as, as he probably should be. All right, Nick. So if slash when the 49ers draft a quarterback, what does that mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, Michelle, because I think everyone assumes that, oh, you know, there's no way they're going to make that kind of move and give up that many picks to, and then keep Jimmy Garoppolo on top of it. I think they're pretty sincere about doing that. I, I think that they, they're, you know, very interested in doing kind of the 2017 Kansas City Chiefs model, which was you have Alex Smith and then you draft Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes sits for a year, and then you turn it over to Mahomes the following year. Now, I say that to say their commitment to Jimmy Garoppolo only goes as far as their best options and, and the, really their best offer. And so if it comes draft night and the board falls a certain way and let's say the, first, the top five quarterbacks all go before the Patriots have a chance to pick at 15, just as an example, could the Patriots may all of a sudden give, make an offer that the Niners can't turn down for Jimmy Garoppolo? It's possible. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. And, the, you know, the, I think the Niners would, would make a move if they could get a, a first, certainly a first-round pick, and if they could get something even early in the second round, I think they would consider it. So um, I, I think that there is a, a good possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team next year. And I think a lot of what you see with who they pick at number three will be telling. I think all three of those guys probably need some time before they can start particularly because we don't know what this offseason program is going to look like, and it's going to be really hard for a rookie quarterback 
who didn't get any reps in the spring to go into training camp and win the job. But uh, at the end of the day, I think Garoppolo is probably going to be here. It's not going to be a long-term stay. But really, it's, it's, it's best for him and best for the team to stay and play another year because if he plays well, his trade value goes back up. It would be good for him in terms of being able to get a contract extension, a lucrative one wherever he goes if he plays well. And it would obviously be good for the Niners if they could have a good season um, and then he could turn and then they could turn it over to a quarterback who's a lot cheaper and a lot younger. One more thing for ESPN.com's Nick Wagner, our friend. You mentioned hopefully they can have a good season. I, I don't think I've ever seen a team as affected by injuries to great players as last year's San Francisco yeah. 49ers were. If they are able to get those guys back, are they a Super Bowl contender again? I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, and, you know, I, I think that they, they last year would have missed some key pieces that they lost just via the offseason last year. Emmanuel Sanders and particularly DeForest Buckner, that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what, they were going to take a step back regardless. But I do think that they have enough talent to get back there if they can have just even a regression to the mean. Because I'm with you, Randy, and in, in, in my 18 years doing this, I've never seen anything like it. In terms of the injury stuff, at one point they had over $80 million worth of salary cap space on injured reserve last year, and I don't think there's ever been a team that has approached that. And and even if you just take the quarterback position, for example, they lost four one-score games where they had at least three turnovers when Jimmy Garopp- when they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo. And so you know people can say what they want about Garoppolo, but there's still a market difference in the team when they have Garoppolo on the field and when they have one of the backups, Nick Mullins or, or C.J. Beathard. So even if they just win those four one-score games because they don't turn the ball over as much as they did, uh, you know that's a 10 and 16 last year without so many of the other guys. So uh, yeah, I think they have a chance to get back in it. Obviously, the NFC West is still really tough, uh, but the Niners were really competitive in the division last year. They were three and three in the division despite going six and ten overall. So the pieces are still in place. They just need to have a, a, a lot better injury luck. But even if they could just get closer to what a normal injury season would look like, I think they'd be in much better shape. This room roots really hard for the 49ers. <laughs> Well, I know I know that room roots really hard against the Rams. Exactly. I, I'm sure there's some small correlation there, but I'll, I'll let you guys do the math on that. All right. Hey, great to hear your voice, Nick. Thanks. We'll do it again soon. All right. Take care, guys. See you later. Nick Wagner, who covers the Niners for ESPN.com. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets. 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. 
See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.